This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, 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 guys. Welcome back for, well, happy Monday. Happy hot, messy topics. Happy just like getting our together and going into 2024. I am so ready for this year. Jason keeps telling me that this is the year of him. But selfishly, I'm choosing it as the year of me. So... With that, guys, we have so many things to talk about, so many things to discuss. This is going to be such a fun month. Um, not only do I have more family coming in town, that's like the gift that keeps on giving, but I also have a couple of trips that Jason and I are going to be taking. So if you guys are a part of our members only, we're going to be giving you all of the behind the scenes. I gave you guys a little bit of a teaser on my Instagram stories. If you didn't see it, go check it out. But um, yeah. I'm going to be dropping a big, big bomb on you guys by the end of the month. And um, I don't know if anybody sees this one coming. But on top of that, we're also going to Charleston to celebrate with Madison LaCroix for the launch of a new business for her. So I can't wait. And Jason and I, I don't know how much you guys have been following us. And a lot of people keep asking me, is this a green screen behind me? Is this my new studio? It's not my studio, guys. This is something where... Normally, I feel like I'd be talking about this on members only, but Jason and I are in total limbo right now. This is a place that um, we are just trying to fix up in order to get it like used as a business. Um, so that's why we're here. But in the meantime, we also don't have a home right now. So we got we to gotta find a home. But my problems are not your problems. Your problems can always be my problems. At the end of the day, I just want to get into the drama of it all. The Bravo Hot Topics. And that's exactly what we're here to do. So go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. And um, let's see who is in the live chat. Hola, como esta? Burrito? Um, I would love one. How's your new year going? Um, well, we're only eight days in. And so far, I feel like so good. Okay, let's see what else everyone's saying. Is Adam late? I was three minutes late, guys. Give me a break. Hi, my toasty peanut butter jam. Okay. 
I love how Madison leaned into being a mama, wife, hot mom, great husband. Yeah, she's not only gorgeous, she's feisty, and she's an amazing mother and wife. So do we, Adam. I did the limbo once. Yeah. You guys are funny. Okay, we're coming in with it. Okay. So, hi, Jess from uh, Clearwater. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. All right, guys, 300 in the room. And also, if you're listening on the podcast, then make sure you guys drop a review, a five-star review. Don't be selfish over here. We are trying our best to get to a 1,000 reviews. So go ahead and drop a review and let us know what you think. Um, we would love that. Any Salt Lake City tea? Oh, Jessica, did you just wake up today and choose violence? Okay. Let's start off with Salt Lake City. So guys, what I wanted to talk to you about was the fact that I always, I, I'm a listener. So when somebody talks to me and they say, they make a statement, and I always go back to Emily G. Baker, who I think that we're going to be having on the show this week, um, depending on what comes out with the Girardis. I asked her, by the way, to come on. I'm so transparent with you guys. I tell you everything. But I asked her to come on and talk about um, Tom Girardi and the competency and I'm going to use that as a little bit of a topic today, but she's going to come on and break it down. Anyways, back to Salt Lake City. She made a statement to me one time, and it really stuck with me. When she was a prosecutor, she would ask people, were you lying then, or are you lying now? And that was the big thing that I thought about when it came to Heather Gay. And the reason I thought about it was, you sat there and you went through the entire rest of the season after you went to San Diego and you said you had no idea how you got your black eye. You went on Watch What Happens Live. You said you had no idea how you got your black eye. You went to the reunion and your book tours and said you had no idea how you got your black eye. Well, Andy Cohen talked about when Jen Shaw pointed out the fact that he wanted to do the one-on-one -on -one, and he said, yeah, at one point I did, but now that I think about it, I don't care. Why would I want to do a one-on-one -on -one with somebody who has already lied to me at two reunions in a row? Well, that's my same question about Heather Gay. And I don't have a hard-on for Heather Gay like to get her off the show or anything. I, I really don't. But my question is, is why would you believe anything that she says at this point if she has told you time and time again that she doesn't know who gave her the black eye, but all of a sudden, I was protecting her. And I looked into this. I looked into it and I'm like, maybe she was protecting her. I wouldn't protect somebody who punched me in the face. I would either punch you in the face back or, and I would try not to choose violence, or I would never talk to you again. It just depends. If you broke my teeth, I would probably punch you in the face back. But then wait, this is the part that got me. So I did a little bit of digging and looking into it. In the San Diego trip, on the San Diego trip, when the ladies went, I went back and I watched the episode. And some people have talked about this, but a lot of people haven't given it enough recognition. Day one. This is night one. Okay? Tell me what you think about this. So, there were three nights. Night one. You come in, your eyes all black. It's already black and blue. It's bruised. And Jason recently, who opened up about this on YouTube, Jason ended up for the first time getting Botox. When he got Botox, he was told that you could have some bruising. I went to the same people and I asked, 
can you Botox me? And they said, right now, unless you just want to use it as a preventative, like I don't need it. So I was like, okay, if I don't need it and I don't want to pay that X amount of money for it, then okay, I'm good. And I went to his appointment. They ended up injecting him whatever and told him that he could have bruising or other side effects. The other side effect that he had was his face was in so much pain. But you absolutely can bruise for over 12 days and it gets worse and worse as your skin is reacting. So this is night one of San Diego where it looks like her face is already reacting. Okay. It says, Heather had the beginnings of a black eye when she arrived at that trip. She's taking advantage of the gin situation to hide a botched cosmetic injection. I'm not saying that this has anything to do with her business. If I had a restaurant like Lisa Vanderpump, I would eat at my own restaurant. If I had a cosmetic or a plastic surgery company, I would probably go to my own cosmetic plastic surgery company. If I had a grocery store, I would shop at my own grocery store. So my question is, if this was your botched job, like, they're alluding to, which we have no clue, but if this did, in fact, this was night one of your trip and you had this on your face, um, did you have a botched injection? And did you potentially maybe not want to share that because you didn't want people to think that maybe that would have anything to do with a business that you're related to? I'm just wondering, I'm wondering, and again, I'm not saying that that is the case. I'm just trying to understand why was your eye black and blue before you ever got hit in the face? And then night two, on night two at the dinner, Heather Gay shows up. She's the only one that shows up nighttime with sunglasses on. And then here we go again with the questions. Why do you have sunglasses on at night when you never do? Was it to hide? this? And did the infection get so bad that by night three, you end up showing up with an entire black eye? Because now I'm looking at you like this. And I'm wondering, what the hell is going on? I want to see what you guys are saying. Guys, sound off in the live chat, please. Jason was supposed to be here today, by the way, but Jason ended up having to go run an errand. So he is not here. But Heather is just as much of a big fat liar as Monica. Should I watch from the beginning or can I just watch this last season? No, you can watch this last season. Um, hold on. I hear you. Hey, Vicky, get Botox from... I get Botox for migraines for real, never bruise, but I get a little pin pricks all over with some little drops of blood and I have the world's most sensitive skin. My dad gets a black, black eye every time he gets shots for an eye twitch issue. Great point, Adam. Hmm. Okay. Only kind of hmm. I mean, Monica's lawsuit, just wondering. I mean, listen, guys, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's a botched job. But what I am saying is I never noticed that. Yeah, great sleuthing, Adam. None of it makes sense on Heather's side. It really doesn't. I just don't get why Heather would have, have back, the back of a convicted felon and then throw her under the bus over a black eye that might be self-inflicted. Okay. You are right. I mean, I'm going to leave it at that. 
431 in the room. If you guys are listening on the podcast, hey guys on the Up and Adam podcast, I love you guys. We're trying to get to a thousand reviews. So go ahead and drop the five stars and let me know what you think, especially after listening to this part of this about the fact that Heather Gate clearly, clearly in San Diego had a black eye on night one. Okay. And then on night two, shows up to dinner with the glasses. Day three, she ends up waking up with a full on black eye, which looks like it was an infection, not somebody got you. Okay. And I know based off of conversations, I know that there are going to be things that are revealed at the reunion that are going to make us question whether or not it was anybody else who gave her the black eye. But the proof is kind of in the pudding, girl. You showed up with said eye on night one. That is black and blue. I'm going to leave you there. Now, on top of that, guys, I wanted to go ahead and break into the Tres Amigas of it all because there's a lot of drama going on. I wish Jason was here because Jason would literally look right next to me and be like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But I have a good relationship also with some of the Orange County women. And this one is just throwing me for a loop. The Tres Amigas have totally broken up. And I knew that this was going to happen because they came in as one threesome and then they became two separate, one twosome and one onesome because the once threesome ended up breaking up. So then we have Vicky and Shannon and Tamara as an uno. But then Tamara ended up uniting with Teddy Mellencamp, which is probably like the worst thing that you could have done. And Emily Simpson, by the way. I want to say this too. I saw in the comment section where somebody said to me about Teddy Mellencamp that I, they're like, Adam, you claim to be a victim of online bullying, but yet you are bullying Teddy Mellencamp. No, I'm not. I'm not bullying anyone. When I say something about Teddy Mellencamp, I also put myself into that situation. I said, Teddy Mellencamp was not great for TV. I don't think that Jason and I would be great for TV. That's Okay. I think that Teddy Mellencamp is a great podcast host. And I think that she makes a lot of money and I doing podcasts. I also think that she is a great mom, a great wife from what we can see, and a great friend. Those are all compliments. Sometimes you have to be a shitty person to be great on TV. 2024 and a wrap. Now, back to the Tres Amigas. Because this is getting real. There is so much going on. 2024 is literally just popping off right away. I don't even know where to start. Here we go. Let's start here. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but Tamara Judgy Eyes came on and said, the Tamara and Vicky breakup happening on January 6th is crazy. Like Teddy Voodoo is insane. Tamara said, yeah, January 6th is not a good day for her. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, but January 6th was the day of the Capitol riots. So... Teddy Mellencamp at one point made a really stupid statement saying, you know, speaking of numbers, where were you on January 6th? She was in Puerto Vallarta. So to sit there and try to pretend or guess or assume that she was at the Capitol on the day of the riots is really just not a cool thing to do. I'm trying to censor myself. It's a The thing is, is you know the pull that you have based off of being on a podcast that is a high-rated podcast, but also based off of having the reach that you have on social media, all of the things. So to 
sit there and insinuate that Vicky Gumbelson was actually at the Capitol on the day of January 6th is a really... She knows what she's doing. And Tamara, who I had a great conversation with at BravoCon, actually I got on with her really well. Didn't talk to Teddy. Teddy ran. But Tamara was great. And Tamara saying this, I was like, she knows what she's doing. She knows that this is a low blow. And obviously she's okay with it. But it doesn't stop there. From there, Teddy Mellencamp, and this is what we're referring to, said, any other Bravo fans watching I Love That For You on Showtime with Vanessa Bear? It's about a girl who scams her way into a job by lying about having cancer. It just feels so familiar. Vicky Gumbelson said, wow, low blow. You know nothing about what transpired with my ex. This is why you only lasted three years. Me, 14. Teddy Mellencamp said, well, if we're talking numbers, could you let us all know where you were on January 6th? That was from 2022. No wonder she doesn't like you, Teddy. No wonder why she doesn't want you at the events that they were doing for the Trace Amigas. This is not like it doesn't take. I don't have to be in Specter fucking or sorry, Gadget to figure this out. This is obvious. This is very obvious as to why Vicky Gumbelson has a hard on for Teddy Mellencamp. Why she doesn't want to be around her. Why she doesn't like her. Why she didn't even want to sit across from her when they did squash that beat. Especially because she brought up the cancer thing again. Now, Tamara Judge also put, my friend, my soulmate, my sister, my ass. Hashtag RHOC. Because Shannon and Vicky ended up launching this whole tour that they're doing with the comedian. Well, I think it'll be fun. But... Obviously, that's going to create drama, and that's exactly what it did. I don't know if you guys saw this. Hold on. We'll play it for you. Have you said hi? I did. Oh. You saw her? Well, she was with you, and you were standing there, and I said hi. Oh, I didn't know. And then I said hi to her husband. Oh, good. Well, she asked where I was January 6th. That's pretty much gloves are off on that one. Yeah, but you went after her first. Well, actually, I didn't. Well, we both did. You guys defend tell you no matter what. I will. No matter why. Not defend me. Because I, you, I, I'm defending the truth. I mean, you went after her first. Let's take. Dear, was it tell the truth? Yes, it is. We'll talk about that. Okay. Samantha, thank you so much. You're not a bully, Adam. You made an accurate observation. I'm homeless, not toothless. But I'm literally homeless. <laughs> okay. I actually thought I was going to really have to have Jason on for this because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this without Jason. Oh my God. I'm actually, I'm having a great time. I had my little LaCroix. I had my blue mean. I did a little bit of face stuff. And I have my points that I'm ready to go through. So let's see what you guys are saying right now. Shannon needs to grow up. I don't want Teddy on anything. Guys, my thing is, is before I get into Kelly Dodd reacting, which... Kelly always will send me a text message and she'll send me a text message of a screenshot when people send her nice comments and stuff. And she's like, thank you guys. You guys are awesome. It's very sweet. But it's like, I'm not doing it to get a praise from Kelly. I really like Kelly and Rick. And I think that it takes like a special, and I'm not giving myself or Jason any credit. I think that sometimes sticking up for somebody that a lot of people might not agree with can be really difficult because 
then it's almost as if you share in all of their same beliefs. I don't know Kelly's beliefs, where she is politically, where she stands on certain things. I don't need to know that. I honestly, I, I just don't know. I don't know her that well. But what I do know is the interactions that we've had, I've really enjoyed. So when I talk about shaking up the Real Housewives of Orange County, I do think that the casting department has made a big F up because I think that they should put Heather Dubrow on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I understand that Heather Dubrow will not film with Kelly Dodd. I get it. There's the lawsuits. There's all of these things involved. And it's been just a big ass shit show. However, Heather Dubrow fits in perfect over there. They're not intimidated by her money. On the OC Housewives, they are. Fancy pants, oh, you're better than all of us. You're having, you know, a casual lunch, but all of our names are embroidered into the ass of our chairs. And we're really upset about it. On Beverly Hills, they would just be like, this is the casual Tuesday. You can clearly see where she fits in. So put her over there. And instead of letting Tamara run the show, which I think Tamara did an amazing job of reviving the show, let Tamara come in against Shannon and have the help of Emily and have Alexis Bellino join as a friend and let Shannon have Kelly Dodd. Let that be the case. Because if there's anybody who can go up against Tamara Judge, it is Kelly Dodd. That would be the one that you wouldn't want to quit. Hold on. Let's see what you guys are saying. Kelly is neato. Rick is the bomb. He is handsome. She spoke quite highly of you this morning. Oh, well, that's nice. What do you mean, Adam, homeless? <laughs> I mean, I'm not homeless. I'm living in a place that Jason and I have purposed as a business. So we're just revamping some things in this business. And then we have to find a home. This is a business. I'm living in a business, not a home. That's what I mean. Um, Tamara's not a good friend. Trust amigas, pack your bags and go. That smile on Tamara's face. Ugh. Teddy is a bully online, but boring on the show. No respect here. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a big Kelly fan, but that would be good TV and I would want to watch. Great point, Adam. We need Kelly back. Boom. I never understood Heather Debro on OC. She should be on Beverly Hills from the start. Not really, Adam. Tamara was too much. She needed to dial back a few times. I agree, and I think that she agreed too. And she did admit that she drank a little bit much on the show, but I think she got a little bit nervous. And I think that until you're in front of a camera and you have the pressure on you to save an entire franchise, I'm going to give her the grace on that one. Um, can't talk about her kids, but she can talk about others' kids. I don't like that. I get that. Thank you. I do not care about the political beliefs of women. I am watching on reality TV shows. Kelly was phenomenal TV. And I would love to see Kelly. That's the thing is, I don't, I do understand where there's a stance that you need to take. If you are so, so just like, I am drawing the line and I am saying that, you know, like, if somebody tells you that they believe that there is a certain kind of person that shouldn't exist or a certain kind of, yes. By all means, get them out of my face. But if it's just, if it's a matter of talking about just certain um, disagreements, whether it's, again, political or religion or that, it, that's what our 
I'm trying to be so careful here. And I think that I should probably, if I'm going to bring this up, I should probably not. That's the United States of America. We have different beliefs. We have different cultures. We have different religions. We don't always all have to agree. And the beauty of it is that we all get to have an opinion and we get to live our lives the way that we want to. Sometimes those present different challenges like being a gay man or, and I don't want to touch on anything else, but sometimes it will present a different challenge and you attack that as you go. But I don't have to be on the same, same like total wavelength as you all of the time. And I don't need to know her wavelength. I just want good TV. And if we're talking about good TV and we're talking about somebody who could come in and shake things up, I think that she would be amazing at it. That's all. But speaking of it, here we go. Oh yeah, Sarah Chadwick said, melting pot. Kelly should come back. They brought Tamara back. Mm -hmm. People should be let go based on being honest. Bring Kelly back. They misunderstand things often is my problem, like when they discuss privilege. Yeah. The U.S. was founded on having differing beliefs than England. Yes, Adam, you were so right. Hi from South Africa. Hello. Maybe Gretchen and Shannon could be friends. Oh, God. Not that. <laughs> wait, wait. So here's this one. So. Oh, this just doesn't stop. I understand we are talking Orange County, but to be honest, it's none of their top five shows. Many influencers want Kelly back, bravo. All right. So Kelly said, I would sue Tamra. You guys put an LLC, had future gigs lined up. Tamra is diabolical. That's why they love her at Bravo. They did you a favor not having you back to Vicky. God's rejection is God's protection. Okay, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly read that in the fortune cookie, but I love it. Love you. See you in Mexico. Can't wait. Then it says the, Vicky, the comment was made by Kelly on Vicky's page. Vicky liked the comment. Does this mean she agrees with Kelly and thinks that she should return? Thank you to CC loves you on Instagram. But there was also this one. Tamara Judge started spilling the tea on the Tres Amigas fallout. Thank you to Taste of Reality. Tamara said, also, the day of Shannon's DUI was, or the day that Shannon's DUI was announced, I left for Scotland to go film hashtag the traders US. Which is kind of ironic that it was in Scotland. Not much I could do from there. Next. Also, for anyone who gives me shit for making up with Alexis, I made up with her at hashtag BravoCon weeks before she even met John at The Quiet Woman. And over a month before they went public as a couple. So if you're going to talk shit, get it right. Um, she's not holding back, but we doesn't stop. So somebody said, Vicky Gumbleson took Shannon in and cared for her when she broke her arm and was at her lowest while Tamara befriended Shannon's exes now, love, whatever. Tamara said, yes, you're right. Vicky took Shannon in, and instead of Shannon using that time to heal, she was busy recording Vicky and her boyfriend fighting and bragging about it to me weeks later. Such an amazing friend, isn't she? Shannon? This is some Salt Lake City shit. Were you recording her? Recording her, and then all of a sudden, you were recording the woman who let you in her house? 
fighting with her boyfriend, trying to let you get sober and whatnot, and then you were turning around and using that and weaponizing it against her? No, ma'am. No. Now I'm saying cue in Alexis Bellino. Please, full time. I was being nice to Shannon. I said friend of. I don't want friend of. I want full time for your ass because if you're going to sit there and you're going to record Vicky who's opening up her house to you, if in fact this is true, but the thing is with Tamra, you can call her a lot of things. You can call her messy. You can call her nasty. You can call her a lot of things. A lot. But she comes with receipts. SG said, but who saw any of these videos? Did you see these videos? California is one of the two-party consent states. I don't know if she would legally be allowed to share these videos without being sued. Because you're not in California, the state of California, the state of Florida. Um, let me see really quick. I'm going to share this with you guys because this is actually really, really important. Google, which states are two-party consent? So it looks like the two-party consent states, boom, right here, are, as of April 2023, the, there are 11 states with two-party consent laws in place. Please check with your state-specific laws. California, Delaware, Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Montana, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Washington. Yeah, I don't think that she can legally actually share that information. I think that she would probably be sued by that. Um, no, she wouldn't be able to share if it's a two-party consent state. Boom. Right there. So. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. Yep, yep, preach, Adam. I'm not trying to preach, I'm just trying to get the information out there. Oh, wait, back to it. So this has actually been a lot more fun without Jason than I thought it would be, even though I love Jason. But Tamara is strategic. She said, let me engineer a little drama on the timeline to get these girls back on the show. Tamara said, not everything is about the show. Some stuff goes further than a TV show. Also, the day Shannon's DUI was announced, I left for Scotland to go film. That's what she said. Mm. APZ said, what we're not going to do is act like Tamara is also a raging Republican. Tamara said, you're wrong. Do you know me? Tamara also said, yeah, January 6th is not a good day for her. Talking about, obviously, Vicky Gumbelson. All right. So now from there, I'm going to move on because we have to move on. Oh, I'm just like slapping the mic over here. I'm going to move on over to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know how much you guys have been following this, but... Tom Girardi is screwed. And when I say screwed, I actually came on and I did the Tom Girardi was found competent to stand trial. So 
One misconception that I got, and I was able to talk to Emily about this because I, for some reason, believed in my mind, if he was found competent to be able to stand trial, that means that Erica would also be one of the people who now might be in the line of fire when it comes to potentially going to jail. Well, once I talked to Emily about it, she gave me like a brief, brief breakdown, but she said, no, if there was anything to indict Erica for by this point in time, they would have indicted her. And I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. But I always thought if he was like the ringleader, if he was like the top of the top, then what they would do is take the top of the top. And if he can't, if there's like a pyramid of people under him and they can't actually attack him and put him in prison for it, well, then they can't attack the pyramid. That's what I was assuming, and that's what I thought I heard. That's not the case. They can individually indict whoever they want. So for Tom Girardi, this just applies to him. But also for Erica, if anybody, based off of the conversation that I had, would be going after Erica after this point, even the point of Tom Girardi being found competent, it would be the IRS. And the IRS would be going after her for their money. Because nobody's safe. Hold on. Let's break into it. So the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Tom Girardi, was found competent to stand trial. It looks like um, he was found competent despite his rude outburst in court. Now, all about the Real Housewives ended up sharing a lot about this, but the 84-year-old is accused of federal wire fraud charges and other counts in two jurisdictions. Um, Los Angeles and Chicago in connection with the misappropriation of $18 million in client settlement funds. Mm. It was U.S. District Judge Josephine Staten who filed his three-sentence order under written seal after presiding over a three-day hearing, and that was back in August. Now, if you guys don't remember at the time, Page Six reported that a Los Angeles federal judge ruled that Tom was competent after he was claiming that he had late onset Alzheimer's and dementia. But the judge said he's competent enough to stand trial for the fraud case, despite the claims. Now, people close to Tom Girardi have claimed that he has suffered from dementia for years while inhibiting his ability to understand the changes against or know what happened to the millions of dollars that belong to clients of his now-defunct Girardi Keys law firm. Tom's estranged wife, actually told Andy Cohen in 2022 on Watch What Happens Live, he still thinks he's practicing law. Now, do you believe her? Probably not. Do I believe her? No. Does that mean she's lying? No. I just think that her credibility is shot. But also, we're not done yet. I love that you guys show... Come on, all 400 plus in the chat. Show Adam some love. Smash that like button. You guys think I'm being a little bit much today? I had six shots of espresso and I just woke up today and I think I chose violence. I was like, I'm just going to come in and say whatever I want. 2024, I, I felt like I just didn't want to hold back. I wanted to, and even Jason, like he was supposed to be on here and I think I would have been a lot more toned down with Jason. But like being the one to just do this on my own for the live, I was like, I want to say whatever I want to say. I don't want to have to sit there and like, who? I don't care. I'm going to say what I want. Anyways, back to it. So 
In January of 2021, Tom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and was placed in a conservatorship overseen by his younger brother. Now, he lives currently in a memory care facility. This is in Orange County. But this all came just after months of Tom and his business collapsing in 2020. But many, including the California State Bar, were suspicious that Tom Girardi, who was ultimately disbarred in 2022, was faking his dementia in order to escape prosecution for his alleged crimes. Because if you guys don't know, then now you do know that if you all of a sudden have Alzheimer's or dementia, you cannot be prosecuted for the crimes that you did. That makes me wonder, does that apply to murder? Can you have Alzheimer's or dementia and just murder someone and then be like, oh my God, I didn't know what I did. Can you just scam the IRS on Alzheimer's and dementia and be like, is that like, is there a, a warning label or like a pros and cons that's listed? Like, oh, hey, I have dementia or Alzheimer's. So I get to scam the government and I can't be prosecuted. I'm just wondering if there's like a pros and cons list that's given to you. Like, you know how like when you go in and all of a sudden you have the flu and they tell you what you should have and what you shouldn't have, what medication you should take, what the pros are, what the cons are, and there's never any pros. But I'm just saying in general, do they give you a list and tell you this is the shit that you get away with in the criminal justice court if you have dementia or Alzheimer's? That's my question. Do they give you a list? But wait. So now... Many people think that he's been faking his dementia in order to escape prosecution, yes, but the State Bar of California noted in one filing that the claims of Tom's mental capacity issues, well, only after Girardi became put in mounting legal troubles, was just that. Now, Tom Girardi will now stand trial for a February 2023 indictment for allegedly embezzling $15 million from his former clients. He was charged with five counts of wire fraud and faces up to 20 years in prison for each count, which means with the way that he's weathering, he will, if in fact he is put away for 20 years, he will most likely end his life in prison, not take his life, but he will spend the rest of his days in prison. So the trial will most likely take place in mid to late 2024. And I'm curious what that is going to look like. Let me see what you guys are saying, because I know that you guys are just popping off in the comments over here. Hey, that's why we love you, Adam. Oh, God. Did I just open a can of worms? Chose violence, LOL. Um, you're never too much, Adam. Thank you. It's in the air today. Yeah, I know. It really is. It's in the air. It's like, but that's okay. You're perfect. You go, Glenn Coco. Love being here with you to chat. <laughs> love Hyper Adam. Never hold back. That's what we love about Adam. Hey, thank you guys. I think you're doing great. Um, hit that like button. I mean, guys, you are all about London and Adam Good. He came back with superpowers. You have no idea. London was. It was so magical. And I think it did do me some good to take some time off because I think I came back. I think I was trying so hard to manage everything. And this is not a therapy session. But, and also, Jason's probably going to see this and be like, what the fuck, Adam? Like I told you, don't be so much of an open book. I don't care. I think that I went to London and before I got so wrapped up of spending the last three years trying to make everybody so happy on YouTube, but sometimes even forgetting what makes me happy or how I want to be or really what I want to say. Even in some of the interviews that I did, 
I was trying so hard to make sure that I could land the interviews, but by landing the interviews, I had to compromise a certain part of myself in order to have them. And I had to lean in favor of that person. And I told Jason going into 2024, I still like, I'm still the same person. I love people. I want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And I want to promote kindness 1 million percent. But I also don't want to be bulldozed over. I'm not going to take an interview where I have to kiss your ass and like make sure that it goes in your favor. I just won't take the interview. I'll just talk about the things. You know, it's easier, it's easier to do it that way anyways. You don't got to pay for production, videographers, like you don't have to do that. So I think going into 2024, Jason and I had a long conversation about what we both want out of it. And I think it's healthy to check in with the person that you were spending your life with. And I think that you need to have those kind of understandings about each other, one another, and figure out what works for you, what works for your relationship, but more importantly, what works for your sanity and you as an independent person. And I think I might have hit the nail on the head. I think I might have figured out what works for me. And I'm exercising that very thing for 2024. I really am. You guys might think that it's a little bit different. And I hope it doesn't push anybody away. And I hope it works for everybody. But if it doesn't, I'm going to be Adam. And I'm really excited about that. Hold on. Don't take no shit, Adam. Yeah. Scones, biscuits, teas. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was. Take no crap. Go with your badass self. Adam, be you. Guys, you're the best. Adam, you found your sweet spot. Where's the interview with um, Lenny's fiance? Anyone knows why. I took it down. You know what? So many people, by the way, had something to say about that interview. It was something that I really wanted to stop talking about. But since you brought it up, I'm going to talk about it because I want to answer everything and I just want to be transparent with everyone. I took the interview down because I saw that the interview was further affecting an already tumultuous situation with a family that had kids involved and with Lisa Hochstein. And it wasn't even Lisa Hochstein who got me to take it down. It was a close friend of ours who is a close friend of theirs. Um who just put things in perspective for me. And I think by putting it in perspective and being a product of divorce and child custody battles and all of the things, I didn't want to further add fuel to the fire and put things out on the internet that those kids are going to see. So I chose to withdraw that interview, even though I put the money into it, nobody pays for it. I paid for the production of it. I paid for all of it. it it's not cheap, you know, like you pay for the whole thing and you hope that you make your money back right over time with social media and the promotions and all of that. For this, it was counted as a total loss, but also Katharina Mazeppa chose to put it out there herself and it's on Instagram. And Katharina, by the way, this is nothing negative towards her because she was very sweet to me when, and Jason, when we went to Miami, she was really, really, really kind. I felt bad for taking it down. She didn't say anything bad about anyone. But I did it because I put myself in the situation of the kids. And I know what they're going to see when they grow up. And it, when it was brought to my attention, it pulled at my heartstrings a little bit differently because it was something that I could relate to. So I was like, I can't. It just it affected me a little bit different, you know? But oof, you guys are just getting me all over the place right now. This, is, this has been like a really... 
a really, really fun live. And we're not done. So I don't know if you guys saw last night, but we had Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, Sheena, and also Lala presenting at the Emmys. I didn't know that they did the Emmys and the Golden Globes on the same night, but I think that everybody looked absolutely fantastic. If you guys haven't been paying attention to Tom Schwartz, he is fully on his health journey, which I think that, um, look, he looks good. I mean, they all look good. And the fact that he was able or they were able to do this um, and go up there for the Emmys, the freaking Emmys. Good job, guys. Also, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Katie Maloney and Dayton Cathan, who is a former Vanderpump Rules cast member, have launched a new podcast called Disrespectfully. It's on Nick Biles. I believe it's called MB Media. He is expanding MB Media and he is now taking on new podcasts, new shows, and he is taking it to the masses. So he said, who better than Dana Cathan and also Katie Maloney, who we recently just had on the Bio Files podcast to talk about it and to talk about the launch of all of this, saying that it's not just them, doesn't stop with just them. He signed a huge deal with a multimedia advertising company. So everybody's going to get paid from this. And um, yeah, they're the kickoff guests. So if you guys are interested, they're both very smart. I mean, of course, they're both gorgeous. They're very articulate. They use words sometimes that I have to Google. And that just like is every conversation of my life. Somebody says, I had somebody, who was it the other day? I think it was, it was a family member, not one of my family members. It was somebody else's family member. Um, somebody asked me, where did you go to school? Because I didn't understand what they were talking about. And they're like, did you go to school? And I was like, that's where I got your ass, bitch. I went to 13 different schools because I moved around a lot. So I think the question was intended for me to look like I was stupid or like I didn't know what I was talking about. And if I don't know something, I don't care to not, like, I'm going to ask, I'm going to say whatever I want. If I don't understand what you're talking about, I don't want to sit there and be in the dark and pretend like I don't understand what I, or just know that I don't understand what you're talking about. I want to know what you're talking about. So I'm going to ask. And if that question comes off silly or stupid or, oh my God, you don't know who so-and-so is. No, that's why I'm asking. I'm not embarrassed by it. I want to learn. Now, I feel like I'm understanding why people don't want to ask the questions because they feel silly by trying to learn by people like you. So don't project on me bitch you know like that jason's gonna see this and be so annoyed with me <laughs> no he won't he won't he'll probably love it adam that person is not nice um hope you won't see them again oh sweet pea there's nothing stupid about it. oh thank you guys you're amazing no question is silly where did you go to school all of them <laughs> yeah i really I think I did. Um, I hate shaming for someone asking to gain knowledge. No, because it's been, you know. Ay, ay, ay. All right. So I'm going to leave you guys be. Um, <laughs> this has been so much fun. Jason will love it. I hope so. Um, it's been a lot of fun with you guys. Happy Monday. Happy Hot Messy Topics. We have more things that are going to be coming out that I'm going to be sharing with you guys on this channel and the second channel. Please, 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 if you have not already, 
Go answer the questions on the podcast. We have 742 in the room. Let me ask you guys a favor. I've been vulnerable and honest with you guys. And so like just open. This is another thing I want to hit. It's a goal of mine. 1,000 reviews on the podcast, on Up and Adam podcast. 1,000, we're at, I think, 682 reviews. Right now, we have 746 people in here. Will you guys please go anywhere you get your podcast, type in Up in Adam with the exclamation point and leave a review. Let's get to 1,000. Let's do it together. Let's kick off 2024, right? And I also have a giveaway that's coming up which I think is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be something that's really good for health-wise. Um, I just have to talk to Jason and figure it out. But yeah, um, review on Spotify. Where do you need? We'll head over there, of course. Is it on YouTube? We'll do a review today. Guys, thank you so much. You know, so I'll bring it up right now. Um, let me see. Google up and Adam podcast. Da, da, da. So... Da, 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 da. You can do it on Spotify as well. It's just anywhere that you do. Oh, Spotify has 249. Oh, I always do it on Apple Podcasts, I guess. Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts. That's where you go. Da, 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 da. I'm sharing it right now with you guys. Present, share, share. Yeah, right here, 682 reviews. 4.7 out of 5. You guys are amazing. And I'm also being transparent with you guys in the sense that like 1,000 reviews, it just like it helps us. And I love the fact that we do all of this together. We, Jason and I didn't grow this community on our own. We didn't build this by ourselves. We build this with all of you, everyone who's in here. And I am so incredibly grateful for that. And the fact that there's 682 and there's 700 in the room, guys, only half of you, literally not even half of you have to just go leave a review right now. And we got it. I'm even going to take this link and I'm going to put it in the live chat right now. Boom, boom. Right here. And now you guys can just click on the link. Go leave a five-star review. All you have to do is go from the top down to the bottom. And it'll have it right there. Yeah, click on it and you just leave it. And we're going to start starting next week or starting this week. I have to talk to Jason because we're going to Charleston. We're going to another location. And then we're still going to figure out about LA. Um, I don't know if I can go, uh, but we'll find out. But we're going to be doing a lot of members only, but also special only podcast episodes. So I just want you guys to be familiar with that platform as well. So with that, I love you guys. Happy Monday. Happy second week of 2024. And um, yeah, I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.